0: Buzz 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 buzz. This is the universe, episode sixteen, Area of Effect Coffee on Saturday, September twenty second, twenty twelve. And now with more coffee, hosted by Sam Everts and Ryan Rampersad, finally Big Week? Yeah.
1: You know, you seem a little closer than normal
0: uh yeah i was in the neighborhood so i stopped by the studio to do the next episode of the universe slash first one in a while <laughs>
1: <laughs> normally you're like i don't know two and a half feet to the left now you're a oh, bit to the right
0: yeah well matt's not here so i'm stealing his chair yeah that's even better i like this mm-hmm. yeah so it's been a long time it has been a while uh, how's
1: it going pretty good it's uh
0: when did, when did we do our last? I can't even remember what day it was. It was a uh, week before the 1st of September. So, whatever that I, I is. August f- 22nd. I, I
1: have a feeling that 24th. it was before Guild Wars happened to us.
0: Oh, it was, wasn't it? It was the <laughs> Thursday before Look, Guild you're Wars. you're not even
1: came. on the main page.
0: I know. That, that last eight, oops, that last 8 bit episode knocked me off the front page. Blaming 8
1: bit. Last episode so was fall? August 24th, 2012. Yeah, the 24th. Four anyway. weeks ago.
0: Well, we posted it the 24th. We recorded it two days before that. Or no. Okay. Because yeah. Guild Wars. Yeah. Because yeah, Guild Wars started on Thursday or something. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, speaking of which, had a fun time playing Guild Wars. Good game. No. I haven't played recently. I started, like, played too much in the first week.
1: So, what? I think you grind immensely yeah. at the beginning. Ryan, they...
0: Ryan had a, a good insight into my character.
1: <laughs> it's amazing. Like, you grind. Epically for the, for a while, and then you just burn out and mm-hmm. just.
0: And this is, Ryan's talking about just in general in my life. That's <laughs> what I do. Um. Like the first three weeks of the universe. Right. And then yeah. God. Well, I get back to things eventually. It's sort of like a, you know, like a cycle.
1: It is for you yeah. like, much like a cycle.
0: So I'll probably. In a couple weeks, I'll start playing Guild Wars again. I thought you
1: were going to say you probably do another show.
0: Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> I'll do, like, three in a row and then yeah, skip a month gone. and do another three. This is, like, in the wrong spot.
1: I know. Isn't it strange? Uh, well, whatever. I don't either.
0: Um, yeah. But, yeah, we're back in school now. Yeah. Uh, which is what? What
1: classes are you taking? Because I don't think we discussed this.
0: We did not. I don't think. I don't think maybe. so. Uh, I am taking... Uh, well, I'm in a couple classes with you. uh, Like, computer science... 2021, which is uh, machine architecture and something else, which I can't remember. Organization. Yes, machine architecture and organization. And we're also in uh, 2033, computer science, uh, which is uh, computational linear algebra.
1: I hate the computational part.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: No, let's do a formula to find out what this N is. And it's like, oh, it's just N squared.
0: <sighs> well, yeah. So <laughs> uh, what else? Uh, are we in any other, any no, other I classes? think that's all. Yeah, that we're we just in two together. Um, but it's whatever, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and we have discussion together for both of those as well. Good. And then I'm also taking computer science 4041, which is...
1: All about heaps, apparently.
0: Yes. Well, so far, it's, <laughs> uh, data structures or algorithms and data structures, so which is pretty fun so far. Uh, not fun, but new-ish material, so it's good.
1: And I hear uh, your professor for that is pretty good.
0: Yeah. Carl St- Sturtevant. He's good. I had him last year for, uh... I can't remember what the class is called. Oh, I'm sure but, he's happy. Yeah. <laughs> was, I, mean, I, I, I don't remember class names. I just remember numbers. It's 2011.
1: Well, it's funny because I don't remember numbers. I remember names.
0: Yeah. Same thing. Uh, and then I'm also taking a couple liberal education courses, uh, History of Architecture. So you're doing two of those? Yeah. Oh, History well. of Architecture and uh, History of Western Philosophy or something.
1: And how's, how's philosophy?
0: I mean... Hopefully nobody in my class listens to this show because they're all kind of stupid and it's not really interesting to talk about philosophy with people that don't know what they're talking about.
1: That's unfortunate.
0: Yeah. So.
1: That's hilarious. Uh, you can do that. But it's interesting. It's this interesting is your course show.
0: Because this is a, it's like an introductory course and I haven't had much of an introduction to philosophy. So, you know, I get to read like Plato and stuff. So you didn't and, do
1: philosophy like in high school? No, I didn't. And Good choice.
0: I, I have encountered some of the material before, but it's a like essentially a good reading list for mm-hmm. uh, the ancient documents, stuff like that.
1: That's one of my problems with it. It's ancient. It is ancient. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh Yeah. And then history of architecture is fun, too. Uh, I like architecture. I was almost an architecture student, actually. Really? Uh Yeah. So, well, architecture major. I don't know. That, yeah. I'm kidding. Interesting. Sounds louder in here than it looks on there. I know. Isn't that strange? Yes.
1: Now, I, I, I've mentioned this before because normally we don't do the show live, and yeah. by live I mean in person. Yeah. Well, the thing is that this board is haunted, and that's just part one. But part two is that the way Audacity works is it will change without asking right. the volume levels. Right. And I, I don't know why. I did. I, did, I went up two notches, and look, looks louder already. Yeah. Or maybe you're just a quiet person.
0: Well, I maybe I'm like closer to the mic or something. I don't know. You know talk here and then talk back here. I, I don't know. Volume. Well, difference. normally
1: that mic is set up for Matt, and he's he's loud. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I
0: do talk quieter than Matt, definitely. I appreciate it. Uh, yeah. What about you? You're in classes. You're taking yeah, I'm, classes. Yeah, I'm in
1: classes. I am. So, in addition to the two classes, machine architecture and computational linear algebra, I'm also taking stats. It's like a 3,000 level. Why is it 3,000? That doesn't make sense.
0: It's more like a 1,000 level. Yeah, it's level. like a
1: 1,000 level class, but it's in the 3,000s, I think. Um, and so far, the class is fine. I think we have our first exam slash midterm slash important thing on Friday this upcoming week. Uh, one of my favorite parts of this class in particular, though, is we have no homework.
0: That is nice. I like those classes. So,
1: like, I feel like I should review some of the problems, but I'm not going to, like worry about them and stress out about like oh not doing the homework right, right yeah um what about what is another class i'm taking i'm history of science history of right? science yeah now let me show you how much of the books i've read for history of the science
0: well since we have a camera here this will be easy for the listeners to see yeah <laughs> so right now ryan is holding up a book
1: with an old lady on it
0: with an old old chinese lady looks like uh Life and Death in Shanghai? Yes. What does that have to do with history of science? <laughs>
1: well, you've nailed it. <laughs>
0: Obviously, you haven't read it.
1: Correct. Uh, it came to me shipped poorly. Yeah. Oh, well. Mm, whatever. Just, just 10 bucks or something. It's cheap. Um, so what it actually apparently has to do with history of science is apparently, in my professor's professional opinion, the history of science is greatly involved with communication and advances in communication. Mm-hmm. And so well, this lady gets held up in a prison somewhere in China for like 20 years. And there's very, very little communication. So she details how the lack of communication and what she did get affected her.
0: Sounds kind of like irrelevant to the history of science.
1: So it's like history.
0: I, I don't know that history is irrelevant, but now, that sounds like This irrelevant. one's a little bit
1: better. I haven't read this the one either. shock
0: of the old. Technology and global history since 1900. It sounds... More relevant.
1: Now, so with this one, I, I don't have a description because, like, books apparently don't print descriptions on the back of books anymore. That's dumb. Uh, essentially, what this one's about is... It's a book. Oh, uh, basically, uh this guy was proposing that even though we've gone through technological change, things haven't really changed that much. So, okay.
0: Sure. Yeah. Whatever.
1: If only we had video. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Well... Coming soon. Yeah. I'm not hinting at Hopefully. anything. wink, wink. Uh... Yeah, so we're back in school, taking some classes.
1: I mean, I'm I'm okay so far. I'm kind of bored. You're always just like that.
0: Yeah. Well, whatever.
1: Oh, but man, you've had the coffee.
0: Yeah. So if you guys haven't noticed, uh, you probably have because I'm well. A, he's doing the show. Well, yes. A, I'm doing the show.
1: He's here. So those two things put together must mean something. As aligned, I I
0: think I sound more awake.
1: Yeah, you're using a real mic. Well, also, I
0: I'm like talking. Usually, I don't do that. (laughs) Uh, normally
1: there's like a good three or four seconds between words
0: right so i have had the coffee recently it it helps
1: it really does uh
0: yeah so i'm on my fourth cup today i think in the past six hours or something
1: that could be true yeah do you know what i just typed in i'm trying to write down the show title i've had the
0: kaufman yes yes well (laughs) for those of you who don't know we go to the university of minnesota there's a building called kaufman memorial union so that ha- that's that been happening to me a lot lately. Like, people are saying something, and, you know, you type the word yeah. out that they're saying or right. whatever. Yeah. It's so annoying. I know. Especially because I write with pen. Oh, that's even worse. Why uh, do you do that? Because I t- like taking notes in pen so that even if I write something down, it's still there. And i don't like, erase it.
1: I was going to say that this is not like a benefit. If I write something down and it's still there, like, where would it go? I don't know. Okay. So, do you want to... I don't know. Like, do you talk about science anymore? Or do, you, do you still do that?
0: Uh, Yeah, you know, I, I still do. I... I, uh, switched my major to computer science this year. Um, well, it
1: sounds more like science than astrophysics. Yeah. I it don't has know the word that. science in it. it well, must okay. Be more it
0: sounds than. more like science. If you don't know what they are at all, then you know, yeah.
1: It's not like computerology or something.
0: Right. Well, I would, yeah, okay. If you know what they are, maybe not. But if you don't know what they are, then I guess yeah. computer science sounds more like science. I
1: don't know.
0: Not that computer science isn't science. I just think that anyways. <laughs> uh, <laughs> How yeah. did you get out so, of that? Uh, but I, I still do keep up on news and such things. So yeah. still talk about science in the show. You know, speaking That's of computer
1: science, want. we had an amazing C project a few days ago. That we By just,
0: amazing, he means not amazing. And <laughs> torturous.
1: Oh, did you look at the new one for this week?
0: I have not yet.
1: Oh, well, let me, uh, let me tell you something. I have fun with that.
0: I don't know. What is it?
1: Uh, it's, it's base conversion, but oh, it's not like eh, easy, but it's arbitrary in length.
0: Easy. Well, and
1: it's with decimals. Easy, I'm watching you, and I'm just watching your code. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Let me know when you uh, commit it to GitHub. Yeah, right. Well, so uh,
0: yeah, well, so it's been a while, obviously, since we've done <laughs> the last show. So some things happened. Uh, some news in the science sub arena, um, but we're not going to talk about all of it so it'll take a while. A couple of important things happened. Uh, one of them, which we have mentioned previously. Is the retirement of the last space shuttle, which is Endeavour, uh, so that was finally put into its final resting place. Well, resting place it sounds like it's in a tomb. It's uh, it's in a museum. Kind of. What uh, do you think yeah, a museum I guess is? It sort of is. Uh, in uh, California. Um, so there was a big commotion down in L.A. when it flew into the airport. Everybody went out and watched it. Uh. I mean, it's a sight to see. Space shuttle riding on top of a big seven forty seven.
1: Oh, definitely. I mean, we we didn't get to see it here, so that's that's too bad. But
0: yeah. So so that's this is really it. That's the last time a space shuttle will probably ever be in the air, much less in space. Right. Uh, so that that's pretty big news. Um, other probably bigger news, not necessarily as far as like current events, but more.
1: I don't know. It still felt important. Yeah. Well, anyways.
0: Uh, so. <laughs> Neil Armstrong passed away uh, at the age of 82, uh, like, three weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago.
1: Well, I remember where I was when I found out. I was you right do. here talking to you. We I, were in the studio? No. Well, you were right there. Yes. Well, Two okay. feet to my left. I was, yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, I was sitting here, and we were talking about the Guild Wars, and uh, I was reading the Twitter, and uh, I found out that uh, Neil Armstrong died.
0: Oh, this was August 25th. So, this was the day after our other show. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, been a little while, but you know it's important, so
1: yeah, we'll still mention it. So, what do you what do you think about this? Does this, this big well, loss? Well, I mean, yeah, what he was just, the
0: first man on the moon.
1: One of the things we should mention about this is um, what's happened. Where talk about Columbus Day? You want to talk about that? To Explorers I, Day? You know, the renaming? Are they? I heard no, that there was. What a, do you think about that?
0: Well, I think it's a good idea. We should
1: explain then what it is.
0: Well, there was some commotion about people wanting to rename Columbus Day to Explorers Day. In honor of Neil Armstrong, among the other explorers.
1: Okay, good. Mm-hmm. You're getting better at this. <laughs> Only episode 16. Mm. You got time.
0: Uh, yeah. So. So is that
1: one more thing? Did he really walk on the moon?
0: Yes, he did. Good. I mean, it's not.
1: I know, but some people shouldn't be a thing. I know, uh, but some people. Yes.
0: Well, anyway, so the explorers' day. I think that's a great idea. I think it's Columbus. Wonderful. He was one guy. Didn't actually discover America, anyways. No. He's just like the people that well, the name was, that people bring up. Well,
1: I mean, he was the one who who wrote about it on a piece of paper and sent it back.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, right. The first important European to discover America, I guess. So, history aside, <laughs> I think it would be a good a good idea and sort of a fitting.
1: Well, it would be a nice way to recognize our space hero. Well, in addition to all the all, other explorers. Yeah, other explorers. Yeah,
0: and our other space heroes besides but, Neil Armstrong.
1: And maybe it would help people go explore more things. Yes. Theoretically.
0: Theoretically. Uh, yeah, so those, those are major news things. Um, there are certainly others. That there's been updates on Curiosity, what it's been doing on Mars. Um, I'll give you
1: a hint. It's been taking pictures of rocks.
0: Yes, as well as shooting lasers at them. So, That just happened a couple days ago. And then taking a picture of it. And then taking a picture of (laughs) it shooting lasers at rocks. Um, Right. Yeah. So updates on that and uh, sort of other less major things, which, you know, go read the news. Um,
1: (laughs) (laughs) Because obviously if you're tuning into this show, you have missed a little bit.
0: Right. (laughs) A little bit. So we're going to move on, I guess, to less recent and time-sensitive news. Um, I encountered an interesting article, uh, about global warming and, uh, sort of uh, the impact on Arctic tundra, t- uh, vegetation zones, I guess. Uh, I've heard about this before, like, so the large tundra areas, like in yeah. Russia and stuff have lots of methane and other greenhouse gases trapped under, like in the permafrost. Mm-hmm. And so as that melts due to global warming, it contributes more greenhouse gases, thus accelerating global warming. Um, or climate change, whatever the hell you want to call it. You can bleep that out. Uh, and I didn't hear a thing. Okay. Uh, and then I suppose that's probably allowed on Apple. I don't know.
1: <laughs> I don't even know what you said. And it okay. doesn't matter because I don't edit the show.
0: So, uh, yeah. So then there's been some recent studies that have shown some ancient forests in the Arctic. So, like, Northern Canada and Greenland and such. Um, so, like, old, I don't know what kind of forests, uh, willows, pines, and spruce. That sounds like, uh, coniferous of some yeah. sort. So, that's what you would expect to find would, there. Right. Yeah. That would have the same sort of, uh, consequences, releasing the trapped ga- greenhouse gases. But also, it's kind of interesting because it would, Essentially, as the ground thaws, seeds can last for a really long time and mm-hmm. in frozen hibernation, and so maybe forests will start to grow. Forests, yes, yeah. a forest, some
1: nice ancient trees.
0: Yeah, so that that would be kind of
1: cool. Yeah, definitely. Um,
0: they say eighty years probably won't be that soon. I don't. That sounds too soon to me because that would mean I suppose they could start growing in eighty years. But right. if they were grown in eighty years, that'd no, be just,
1: that'd yeah. be, they'd be like starting now. Yeah, yeah. It takes a long time for big trees to grow. Yeah. Especially that high
0: up. Cool in the fact that there's going to be trees in the Arctic. Not cool in the fact that we're going to die.
1: Not cool. Global warming. I get it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: So, some more news. Um, Three Mile Island shut down on this past Thursday. So, let's see. That's like the 18th? No, just kidding.
1: The 20th? Up at the 20th. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard.
0: Eighteenth is Tuesday. Uh, so coolant pump failed. They shut it down right away. Not a not a big deal, really. I don't know why that's in here. Um,
1: well, it's because it's a nuclear reactor. That's why. Yeah, I think I've talked about
0: those before. Uh, right, well, let's let's move on to a a little bit more of a discussion topic. Um, a study was well, not a study really, but a uh researcher pre- presented a presentation. Uh, to the uh, some space conference in California, uh, where he suggested that one way to sort of provide more bandwidth for our communication with extraterrestrial, not like aliens, but like our own <laughs> satellites and such things, right. rovers and stuff like that.
1: So, our interplanetary network.
0: Yes. Because uh, right now, there's only like three places on Earth. Uh, there's a. Um, one in Australia, one in California, and one somewhere else. Spain, that's the other place. Mm-hmm. Um And all interplanetary communication is channeled through those satellites, mm-hmm. those dishes, I guess. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, so, you know, bandwidth is limited. The more stuff we put in space, the less space we have left. Right. <laughs> uh So, he, this researcher suggested building a supercomputer and telecommunications array on the moon to sort of act as an intermediary data center.
1: Well, right. Know. So the idea is to get some of the bandwidth moved away from the Earth's surface to the moon, which is yet another place. Right. Well, so if you build enough a big, a big enough data center there, it'll be easier.
0: Right. In addition to just, like, extending our bandwidth by right. adding more satellites, it's also on the moon, which is a easy place to you know keep your stuff cool and very easy. yes, things like that and you know there's it's in space already so yeah, right space mm-hmm. um, in addition, a supercomputer like this could also provide or, a supercomputer and uh, satellite dish array could provide sort of a secondary outpost for uh, like very long baseline mm-hmm. interferometry. I think I pronounced that right uh which is a, like using multiple telescopes there's a like very large telescope in Chile is a, like similar setup where uh they have you know multiple telescopes spaced a number of meters apart which when combined essentially act as one really large telescope and so having one that goes from earth to the moon would be essentially like the largest telescope that we've ever built so that'd be pretty cool um and then you know if you've ever seen the movie Moon, we could go send clones up there to live and die.
1: Well, some of the people in the comments raise a question. How does power work on the moon? So, obviously, it'd be solar-powered, right?
0: Or H3-powered. I suppose. I mean, we haven't gotten there yet, but in the future. That seems future, future. more
1: unlikely than solar power. There's lots of H3 on the moon? I know there is, but you have to get it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and then also, uh, apparently, cooling things, you need air to cool things.
0: Uh, well, not necessarily. I mean, it radiates heat. He can radiate through without a medium. Okay. Light travels through vacuum. I was just saying. Yeah, well, it's commenters.
1: They don't always know what they're talking about. Uh, yeah, so. So where would the. Where would it be? Like, facing us or facing, like, on the dark side?
0: Well, the article. The researcher suggests that it would be on the far side of the moon. Um.
1: Well, it's going to suck to set
0: up. Well, it would. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I don't know.
1: They're going to need some really nice lights. Good (laughs) LEDs.
0: Right. Speaking of people living other places slash putting things other places, Richard Branson wants to go to Mars and live there and be like one of the first settlers before he dies, which is kind of interesting because right now he's still offering like like, space flights.
1: Well, you know, he's got all this money. And yeah, you know, he can, just, I know, but he I can just do this.
0: He is what he's already like 50 or something and he's only going to live 30, 40 more years. Right. And then how is he going to get to Mars yeah. by then? Right. If he's only going I mean, Mars is a little bit further than like semi-orbital space, a little flights, bit. whatever that, whatever but once doing. you
1: get there, it'll go quick.
0: Yeah. So yeah, we, I mean, we have talked about a number of like Mars colonization efforts, Mars one, I think we mentioned on the show at some point, uh, stuff like that. So, I like Richard Branson. He's,
1: he's an cool. interesting guy. Well, he's got a
0: lot of money, and he spends it on cool
1: things. And he knows how to make a brand.
0: He does know how to make a brand. His virgin... Brand. Brand. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of a... I mean, it's cool that he wants to be one of the people that goes to Mars. You know, there's these people mm-hmm. that set things up, and then have other people go do them. And,
1: right. Yeah. Well, he wants to be an explorer. He wants to make things. Mm-hmm. So, that's that's good.
0: Uh Yeah. So... Expl- exploration, good. Explorer's Day. Maybe Richard Branson will be one of the inspirations for Explorer's Day.
1: I hope so. You can probably pay for it.
0: Mm-hmm. I uh, wonder how much paperwork costs to get a holiday changed. Uh Oh, so speaking of telescopes, we were talking about the uh whatever, interferometry earlier. Mm-hmm. So uh, there's a new telescope named the Dark Energy Telescope. Not because it uses dark energy or anything, but because it was built... Sort of as a tool specifically to look for the origins and research dark energy, uh, which is, you know, a big topic I think we've talked yeah, about before.
1: It's hard to find. Right. We can't see it. Mm-hmm. We know it's there, but we don't we, know what it is.
0: Yeah. Uh, so this new camera is huge. It's like 570 megapixels. Yep. It's, a, it's actually an array of uh, sm- smaller cameras, and you can see on uh, the link in the show notes, you can see the whatever patterned array thing yeah like so basically 62. it's taking
1: a bunch of pictures and then putting them into a composite. yeah it's like
0: a composite image and so there's like 62 different uh sections. things yeah. yeah i don't know what those are called sensors i don't know sensors yeah sure and you can see the how oh. they stitch them together in the pictures
1: that's really nice hmm new album art
0: i don't know it's a little res
1: it is but we're, res. we're getting there yeah you know, it's 8 it's kind million of miles away.
0: Well, it's kind of funny there's a low res though and a 570 <laughs> megapixel camera you would think
1: Well, definition. how far away is it?
0: That one is 60, million, 60 light- million light years.
1: Yeah, well, I don't expect like I can barely get an image that's good across the room with 8 megapixels. So
0: You know there was some news recently about uh uh, uh, uh like a stellar nursery between us and one of the like popular space photo nebulae. Hmm. Nebula, nebula, nebulas. I don't know. I don't know. Do um, so, I, I don't have a link because I can't remember the article, but it's like, it looks like it's part of the nebula, but then it's actually between us and the nebula. So, yeah. Space pictures are cool. Speaking of space pictures, there's some cool space photos. IO9 released their uh, list of the, oh, not their list, I guess, but the Astronomy Photographer of the Year competitions list of the best astronomy photography of the year. <laughs> so, um, there are some pretty sweet pictures. There's uh, the Witch's Broom, which is a, a... I think a lot of people have seen it. Maybe they don't know the name. Uh, it was a pretty cool supernova photo. Uh, old supernova. Just the gas cloud is left. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's a, a sweet shot of the Milky Way as viewed from Earth. Sort of like one of those long exposure HDR type photos where you can see both the like the foreground lit uh from the long exposure and also the milky way in the background mm-hmm. galactic stripes stuff like
1: that. Well, you got me a really good uh desktop background a few days ago. Mhm. Although I don't think it's real.
0: Uh, it's definitely art. Yeah. Um yeah, you can you can tell. But it's cool. It and is it's based very... off of a real photo. I've seen a oh, source photo. Oh, yeah, okay. it's just doctored. But it's cool. Yes. Uh and there's like transitive Venus photo uh and the world some whirlpool galaxy photo cool stuff like that um some time lapse i'm sure a lot of people have seen the time lapses where the stars are rotating so they leave long streaks or well the stars aren't rotating The Earth is rotating i know
1: know (laughs) yeah it's hard it's easy to do that Yeah.
0: yeah um and there's a good photo of the venus jupiter conjunction and the moon stuff like that pretty cool
1: which which link was that again
0: it's, uh, under media. It's the, oh. the most stunning astronomy photos of the oh, Okay. Year. That's I, why I couldn't yeah. find it. I'm lazy. I didn't put text titles next to the links. Yeah. But, um, oh, jeez. I just, okay.
1: Yeah, see, I always love the long exposure, rotating planet ones. Mm-hmm.
0: And this one's, this one is particularly cool. I think it's
1: got some. Well, and it's multicolored, which is nice.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. And it's like in, there's like a cabin-y house thing mm-hmm. in front and looks good. Uh, if
1: I had a nice camera.
0: Yeah. Hmm. What should we talk about next? I suppose, uh, this is a little bit more news type stuff. Um, so a while back, uh, the Stock Act was enacted, which was sort of for, uh, government agencies kind of forcing them to disclose their financials and have them more available to the public and, uh, Disclose them more often or submit, submit like financial evaluations more mm-hmm. often, like monthly instead of yearly. And it was initially sort of just for government, uh, employees and stuff like that of uh, directly government related, uh, organizations. And now they're trying to extend it to government funded science laboratories and stuff like that. And not only is that an issue in all of the organizations as far as, uh, the, like identity theft and fraud and stuff like that. But also people are just in general not comfortable putting their personal information out on the internet. And so it's sort of driving away a lot of the like big talent and right. leading employees from these government funded laboratories, which are doesn't important. help our status yeah. mm-hmm. as uh, leading science people
1: so what was the what why why would this be an advantageous thing to do like
0: well it's to sort of prevent uh fraud and is that like financial have sort of some sort of financial transparency an increased amount of financial but transparency it's public, for right? government organizations yeah available to the public so
1: well what if they just didn't make it public then
0: well, but the whole point is that it's public so that there can be like NGOs that okay, keep suppose. track, keep an eye on this type of thing because governments are notorious for not caring about what they do because right. they're the government. Yeah, I know how that is. Uh, so yeah, so that's, uh, hopefully they don't sort of press that on the national laboratories. That would be sad. Yes. Um, and it's kind
1: of like, um, I don't know, the, the internet thing. What is that called? Net neutrality, but for scientists. Same kind yeah. of issue. Sure,
0: yeah. Um, speaking of scientists, Bill Nye is this guy.
1: He is a the, scientist.
0: A science guy, yeah, Bill Nye. Hopefully you've li- heard of him, listeners. I, I hope so. I would assume so. Um, and a while back, this was just after our previous show as well, it's like the 28th or something. Yep. four he, days later. A video came out of him giving an interview where he says that creationism is, uh, he sort of like, I don't know.
1: Would you like me to play the video? A little bit?
0: Sure. Yeah. I mean how long is it?
1: Uh it's only two minutes and thirty two seconds. Of evolution is um, to the United States, sure. The world's most advanced. Well
0: actually, yeah. No we'll just link you to it change. in the show. We'll just do a little bit.
1: Okay. But generally the United
0: States is where most of the innovation still happens. People still move to the United States. Uh and that's largely because of the intellectual capital we have the, the general understanding of science. When you have a portion of the population doesn't believe in that. It holds everybody back,
1: really. So, as you, Do you feel held back? Yes, I
0: do. Well, I don't, but I think that everybody is being held back by people that still espouse creationism. Um, yeah, I think it's, it's kind of a big deal when somebody like Bill Nye comes forward and says that type of thing just outright. Mm-hmm. I mean – I'm sure all most leading scientists in the country, most scientists in general, believe that. But a public figure like Bill Nye saying that is kind of a big deal. And I think it's important because he gives excellent reasons for... Right. And if, I mean, I'm not going to go over him. It would take a, the same amount of time as playing the video. And <laughs> you might as well just listen to Bill Nye because he knows what he's talking about. And he sounds a lot better than me. Uh
1: yeah, pretty good there.
0: I like his voice, though. I mean,
1: well, he's good. He had a real mic.
0: Yeah. Well, it's also like... I remember him yelling from the shows, right? You know, like he yes. walks into the noisy laboratory yep. and he's like, "And this is how we do," and it's just really loud. I remember the door and sliding open. Yes, yep. yeah,
1: and then the 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 mist spewing. Mm-hmm. Right. So,
0: so yeah, he gives some great reasons and just a generally good argument as far as why that type of thinking is holding back our scientific advancement, sort of as a nation, and holds back. I mean, parents shouldn't. Teach their kids this stuff because it's not, well, not only is it just like ridiculous, but it sort of uh, prevents them from becoming good scientists. And that's what we need is good scientists. So I don't know. Watch so, the video.
1: And he also did this follow up interview.
0: Yes. And so uh, a while later, he got, you know, of course he got a lot of flack. There's people out there who would disagree. It's the same people whose video is sort of meant for. Uh, probably. Right. pretty much. Um, and it's so posted on the same day. Oh yeah. Well, you know, that was fast. I, I think the, the interview was from a couple of days before their original article. Okay. Um, yeah. So they, the Huffington post got, uh, got in touch with him and he gives some good answers for all their questions. Uh, like the best scientific argument against creationism. Well, everything in science essentially. Uh, uh, and, uh, he, yeah, so he gives some good good answers, and kind of my favorite part is uh, the, where they ask him, um, if you could speak directly to the children of creationists, what would you say? He says, hang in there. There's another amazing, exciting, inspiring way to know the world, one that will fill you with joy and reverence. And, uh, I don't know, that's sort of like eloquent description of uh, the, of knowing science. I don't know, of the scientific, of a scientific and... Uh, rational understanding of the world is good (laughs) anyways yeah listen to the interview read read listen to the video read the interview um
1: he also talks about why he changes his socks often (laughs) yeah which is an interesting thing but he also he also has picked to pick a favorite scientist
0: They asked him to pick a favorite scientist, and he said, don't make me pick, because it's hard. And (laughs) I know that. I mean... See, I I can't do that. I don't know any scientists. He does cite a couple of my favorite scientists, Michael Faraday being one of them. If you don't know who he is... Yeah, I met him once. Go learn some science classes. Go learn some science classes. Go (laughs) learn some science. (laughs) In class. Um, In class, yes. Uh, And he also mentions Carl Sagan, who was his old professor, which is really interesting. Makes sense when, I mean, like... It's not unreasonable, right? But I just didn't know that. It's cool, yeah, um, and not surprising, really. Speaking of Carl Sagan, uh, the I didn't know this, but they actually have a date for the new um, Cosmos series. Oh, really? Yeah, it's geez, you know, I can't remember what who's it's it, called. Who's it's who's doing it? Neil deGrasse Tyson.
1: Oh, okay, even better.
0: Um, and it's uh, Pluto Killer. Yes, Pluto Killer. It's. T- t-
1: i'll edit this part out yeah how could that google map show up for that this doesn't even make sense for what whatever you're googling
0: google maps showed up didn't it cosmos
1: okay that, that makes more sense god swipe to back. go back is nice I you know isn't that great mm-hmm. on this mouse i also have uh the back button yeah i have the side back button. Yeah, with, yeah if i didn't have that i would be over my life would end uh the universe would implode Oh,
0: Cosmos, a space-time odyssey, uh, being produced by Andrian, who is probably pronouncing her last name wrong, Carl Sagan's wife. Oh. Uh, and Seth McFarlane, which is interesting. Doesn't seem necessarily the kind of guy you'd expect to, uh, produce and back this kind of thing, but.
1: What has he done? What is he new- known for?
0: Family guy?
1: Oh, okay. Why would I know that?
0: Uh, I don't know. Um, yeah. So, that's in- interesting. He gives, I mean, he gives, his reasons, which, like, he, whatever, mm-hmm. watched Cosmos when he was young or something like that. And so it's cool, it, cool that he's supporting the project. Well, and if I'm you have excited to see it.
1: If you haven't seen the actual Cosmos series with yes. the actual Carl Sagan, you can watch it for free on the Hulu. Yes. And elsewhere, I'm sure.
0: Yeah. So watch it because it's really good.
1: And then watch the new one that's coming out when?
0: 2013. Okay. Yeah.
1: So, like, never.
0: And then next summer. <sighs> um, yeah. So that's, that's good. Yeah. Uh, Speaking of uh, what Good we things. were just talking about before that, about, what what's his name? Bill oh, Nye, that guy. Bill Nye, that guy. Science guy. Um There's a, an excellent, one of the, I don't know, kind of one of my favorite pictures that I've seen on the internet recently. is a little comic strip oh, yeah. where there's these two rabbits, and one of them is the r- dialogue representing sort of dogmatic faith, mm-hmm. and the other one is representing scientific experimentation. And so... There's a puzzle, and the one little rabbit is putting together the puzzle to figure out what it is, and he's obviously design- representing this sort of scientific experimentation way of understanding anything. And then the other one is the dogmatic faith rabbit who sees a box next to the puzzle, assumes that the box is what the puzzle was in, and then thinks that it's a duck because a duck is what's on the box. And right. so. I mean you can read the comic obviously instead of listening to me explain it. But I think it's good. And so then when he gets to that when the rabbit putting the puzzle together gets to the end, there's one piece missing, and you can obviously tell that it's not a duck because it's got like Winnie the Pooh and Tigger in it. But the it dogmatic faith uh, rabbit still insists that it's a duck because even, just because there's one in. piece missing. Right. And it sort of is a very good example of the ridiculousness of that type of person. Now, I want to point or it, a rabbit. I
1: want to point two things out. The intelligent curious rabbit is wearing overalls, and the duck rabbit is wearing, I think...
0: A dress? A dress. I don't... I hope that doesn't have anything <laughs> no, to do with... I don't with...
1: think it does, but I just wanted to point that out. And yes. the other thing I want to point out is I hate puzzles. And I will say the same thing as this rabbit is saying, because...
0: It's a duck? Well... Or the other one?
1: No, like, this duck one. I would say, like, you already have the picture. You don't need to put the puzzle together.
0: Oh, yeah. I hate puzzles. What he says in the beginning? Oh, yeah, okay. But anyways, read the comic. It's funny. It's yeah. good. Uh, I might make an algorithm to put picture. the puzzle together for me. Hmm. That would be tough. Mid recognition. Uh, yeah. And uh, there's a, oh, so also in that sort of vein of talking about uh, science innovation in the US, stuff like that, uh, Bill Clinton was recently on The Daily Show and he gives a really good example of the, of a, a collaboration between government, NGOs, and the private sector, which sort of led to the birth of like hundreds of computer companies and tons of research in, uh, in San Diego. And it resulted essentially from a race between the private sector, which was pretty much just Craig Venter who sequenced the genome, in case you didn't know that. Um, no, definitely not. He was in sort of in a race with the government organization that was attempting to do the same thing and resulted in sort of San Diego being Uh, the center of genome research in the U.S. Um, And so that's just part of Clinton's interview on The Daily Show. The rest of it is a lot of political stuff. Um, Good interview if you you watch it, if you have time. It's not a bad way to spend, whatever, 10 minutes. Uh, I like Bill Clinton.
1: And the first comment I read is, why can't we just have Bill Clinton as president again?
0: Yeah, I like that one. Right. Uh, So I think that's all the news for or slash talking points uh for this week. We have a couple more media items to share, one of which is this really cool video of a volcano in Vanatau, I think is the name, some Pacific island, uh, where there's a guy standing, in, in the video there's a guy standing next to a big lava lake, and this is like the closest anybody's ever been to this lava lake, and so it's like big... Erupting gouts of lava and stuff. Um,
1: now, apparently, not everybody knows what lava looks like. This is what lava looks like when it's not glooping down the side of a slope. Yeah. This is when it's like hot and boiling.
0: Right. This is a lava lake. Right. It's sweet. It's really cool. Definitely watch the video. Try not um, to fall in. Right. Try not to fall in. Uh, so yeah, it's really. So
1: like when you see it and you don't see the guy, like when you do, when they just have it of the lava, mm-hmm. it looks a lot like what the sun is, kind of. You know, like when you see pictures of the sun, you know, right. it's a big hot yeah. ball of burning goo. Yeah,
0: and like the eruptions look kind of like solar flares right. or something. Yeah. yeah, definitely. That's how I picture <laughs> Obviously, the sun. Obviously, the sun is a lot
1: different. Different, but yeah. But sure. That's a good way for pe- normal people to visualize what the sun is. Yeah. Think of it as a hot ball of lava. Sort of is. More of gassy, though.
0: Yeah, but like plasma. Anyway. Okay. Uh. Yeah i think we're just gonna take that out of the link out because it's kind of weird um i don't know so what else do we have oh um through this closing up the show there's a an event just in case you know we don't do a show for a little while <clears throat> <laughs> oh uh, good work there there is some yes well so
1: <laughs>
0: i'll do this first uh the SpaceX recently did like sort of a demo launch and docked with the ISS. We talked about that on the show. Mm-hmm. It was a big deal, but it was just a demo and the first real uh launch like supply delivery for uh the Dragon wow, very spacecraft soon. is uh, October 7th. So keep an eye out. There I'm sure there will be live coverage possibly by us. I don't know.
1: Wink, wink. See, we'll see. What day is yeah. that? Is that like on October a weekend? October
0: 7th. Uh, that's a good question.
1: It is on a Sunday. There might be coverage. Yeah.
0: So, assuming the launch isn't delayed or anything.
1: Right. And that does happen. Yeah. We'll see. We'll let you know if we do a show. Right. And we'll let you know if they launch.
0: Yeah. Uh, so yeah, keep an eye out for that. And I think that's about it for the show. That was a pretty good show. What, I mean, anything else?
1: I don't have anything else. I don't know anything about science.
0: Okay. Well, (laughs) uh, we will leave you... With this excellent music video slash just audio because we don't have video of uh, about a neon Pegasus.
1: Well, while that buffers, we should go over where we can find you on the internet.
0: Oh yes. Um. So as yeah, usual, think about it. well, that's what order. Um. <laughs> as usual, I have a Twitter. Uh, I have a blog. Twitter is sammybirds. The blog is sammybirds.dot.wordpress.dot.com. Uh, and. Also, I just recently purchased my own domain name, which is sammybirds.com, where I will eventually migrate my blog. Um it's under construction right now, as you can tell if you go to the domain. Um thankfully, it is being hosted by Ryan here, so I don't mm-hmm. have to deal with anything else. Um yeah, so those are the the places that I am mostly. <laughs> also here, of course, on Nexus, yes. doing both my show and sometimes guesting on others the others.
1: Are you gonna are you gonna be a show on eight bit? Do uh, be a guest?
0: That'd be fun. You play any to games? Do that one week. I don't really play any games. Yeah, but either. I you know, still manage to. Sometimes I have Guild things Wars. to say. Yeah. Okay. I could have. I could have done that. Yeah. It probably
1: thing. would have been better since you played the whole thing.
0: I did play the whole thing. Oh yeah, I hit eighty in Guild Wars. Like, yeah. In a couple days. It, yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. It's a really <laughs> fun game. If anybody out and there then, likes games, play Guild Wars too.
1: We'll talk about that, and we'll talk about Guild Wars more in the fringe. Sure. Okay. Yes. Well, uh, the uh, what is this again? Pony Buffalo?
0: Uh, no, that's the other thing. Um, Buffering Buffalo. <laughs> anyways, yes, so the Neon Pegasus video is Buffering Buffalo. It's still Buffering Buffalo, you have to wait for it to buffer. No, it's good, it's good. Okay, no, well, anyways, it. so this is the Neon Pegasus video. It's much better if you watch the music video. Music is, eh, music video is awesome. And the
1: thousand
0: We'll try to grab your golden reins
1: But your wings are strong From the battle over Cupcake Mountain Never again to be
0: lonely Never again to be without a home Never to bow to the golden king's throne Never again,
1: never again, never again, never again. Woohoo!
0: I like that fade out there. You know, you've kind of forgot the, uh, where we can find you on the internet part. I know everybody knows, but are you going to do that? Uh, yeah. That's oh, okay. I figured
1: it out. It'll come back, don't worry. Okay. I know how to work nice. a radio station. Uh, well you done. can find me, Ryan Rampras, just about anywhere, especially on the Twitter, RyanMR. And of course, this is, uh, what is this show? This is the universe. The first time we've done this show in 14.1 billion years. I put yeah. in the point Follow our there.
0: Twitter, by the way. We have a network Twitter account, so. Unbreak your
1: heart. And you can find this show occasionally on Saturdays. Hopefully, every week.
0: now that I've discovered coffee, we will do it every week.
1: And, uh, yeah, that's this is good. We'll have to do this again. Mm-hmm. I like this in-studio thing, too. That's yeah. This is revolutionary. I like the coffee thing. Yeah. I, I love the coffee thing. Yeah. I'm, I'm not even drinking it, and I feel more awake. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I think that's all I have.
0: Area of effect
1: coffee? Yes. That's good. Got anything else? Okay. No matter how insane and ridiculous they seem,
0: you must follow your dream.